dear Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege to be among the living today. We glorify your name for the blessings which you give to us in the temporal things and the spiritual uh, things that we receive from you. Glory be unto your name, dear Lord. We want that we will be prepared for your coming. And we want to be a glory and praise to your name today. Therefore, Lord, we ask that as we fellowship with you now, that you will give to us bread from above to sustain us. And we pray, Lord, that you would help that this devotion shall be a means by which we will be prepared for your coming and for the events that will take place in our lives today and soon. Put your words in my mouth, dear Lord, and grant to all of us the gift of your Spirit. Grant us understanding. Impress on our hearts the particular truths that apply to us which you want us to learn. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, August 10. God's Ways For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8 and 9. Naaman the Syrian consulted the prophet of God as to how he could be cured of a loathsome disease, the leprosy. He was bidden to go and bathe in Jordan seven times. Why did he not immediately follow the directions of Elisha, the prophet of God? In his mortification and disappointment, he became passionate and in a rage refused to follow the humble course marked out by the prophet of God. I thought, said he, he will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Faba rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. His servant said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather then, when he said to thee, Wash merely and be clean? Yes, this great man considered it beneath his dignity to go to the humble river Jordan and wash. The rivers he mentioned and desired were beautified by surrounding trees and groves and idols were placed in these groves. Many flocked to these rivers to worship their idol gods. Therefore it would have cost him no humility. But it was following the specified directions of the prophet which would humble his proud and lofty spirit. Willing obedience would bring the desired result. He washed and was made 
whole. Our plans are not always God's plans. In His loving care and interest for us, often He who understands us better than we understand ourselves refuses to permit us selfishly to seek the gratification of our own ambition. Many things He asks us to yield to Him. But in doing this, we are but giving up that which hinders us in the heavenward way. In the future life, the mysteries that here have annoyed and disappointed us will be made plain. We shall see that our seemingly unanswered prayers and disappointed hopes have been among our greatest blessings. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is God's Ways. Continuing from where we left off in the life of Naaman and that maid, blessed lady who had referred Naaman to Elisha, let's see what happened next. Reading from 2 Kings chapter 5, from verse 5, it says, And the king of Syria said, Go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him, that's Naaman departed, and took with him ten talents of silver, and six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now, when this letter is come unto thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servants to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he rent his clothes, and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive? that this man doth send unto me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore, consider, I pray you, and see how he maketh a quarrel against me. And it was so, when Elisha the man of God heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So. Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come out to me and stand and call out the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farpa rivers and Damasc rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather then, when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean? Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Amen. Let us quickly go into the lessons we can learn from this story of the cleansing of Naaman. You see, Naaman was reasoning as to how insensible it was for the waters of Jordan to cleanse him from his uncleanness. While it is true that the waters of Jordan did not have in itself the ability to cleanse leprosy, the Lord was nevertheless trying to teach us some lessons with this story. So let us take a, a look at these lessons that can help us today. Very important. 
The first of these lessons is a lesson on faith. God wants us to understand the power of his word. He wants to inspire us with the faith and confidence that he who is able to cleanse lepers is able to cleanse us from every moral defilement and make us new. Look at these words written in 2 Kings 5 verse 13 and verse 14. Let me say verse 14 alone. It says, Then went Naaman down and dipped himself seven times. Take note of this. According to the saying of the man of God. That is the faith there. I want us to understand faith. The first thing there is according to the words of the man of God. Let's keep that aside. And secondly, let's look at the result. It says that his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child and he was clean. Hmm. Lessons on faith, brothers. What is it here? The leprosy of Naaman signifies the pollution of our soul. We are dead in sin and trespasses. From the top of our head to the sole of our foot, when you think of the thoughts of your mind alone and the actions in which some of us we, we, we've performed, maybe you have gotten some victories or perhaps even now you have not gotten the victory and you look at yourself. If you will look at yourself as we really are, we will say like Paul, I know that in me, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing we are so corrupt so dirty that's how we are just like Naaman's Naaman's leprosy that's how we are some of us struggle with bad habits dirty habits many the devil brings these temptations to us fornication and in the sexual practice all kind of filthy things that many cannot let themselves to be free of alcoholism drugs weed that's marijuana people are struggling with these things all of this pride envy jealousy the competitive spirit all of this the root of sin in our lives many of us struggle with these things this represents the leprosy of Naaman. but the same way Naaman was able to get his freedom we also can be clean how by faith how does faith come we are told in romans chapter 10 reading from verse 17 so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god now naaman the bible says in second kings 5 verse 14 that he dipped himself seven times not in abana not in faba but in jordan according to the saying of the man of god where did this man of god get this saying from it was from god himself so it was the word of god that Naaman was following. He heard the word of God. Remember, faith cometh by hearing, not the word of Elisha, but the word of God. These words that Elisha spoke were not his words. It was the word of God. Naaman at first did not want to exercise faith in that word. But as soon as he was encouraged, he exercised faith and did exactly what he was told, dipped himself in Jordan and he got his victory. We can get the victory by faith. We are told concerning Jesus, Jesus himself said in the book of Revelation 3 verse 21 that if we overcome as he overcame, then we will sit on his throne. But what did Jesus overcome? He overcame the world. That is John 16 verse 33. How did he overcome the world? 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. How does faith come? By hearing. Not by hearing the word of any other person, but by hearing the word of God. Now, that is the lesson, the first lesson we get from here. Faith. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, 
but without faith. It is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. So from this passage, two conditions are given to us. First of all, believe that he is. That is, you must say, you must understand that God does exist. And secondly, that he will reward those who diligently seek him. That is, he rewards diligent obedience. The first condition of faith is for us to believe that there is power in God's word to accomplish what God pleases. While the second condition of faith is to believe that God will bless you when you do that thing that he asks you to do. That is, the thing you are doing is not what gives you the victory. The thing you are doing that he said you should do is not in that thing that there is power to save you. But when you do what he says, then God will support apply the power from his word to give you the blessing that he said will be given to anyone who fulfills the condition. That is what it means to diligently seek the Lord to do what he says you should do. Those who follow his word to the letter, to the minutest detail in humble obedience will be rewarded diligently. So this leads us to the second lesson. Remember, first lesson, faith. And how do we exercise faith? We first of all hear the word of God and do what he says. Obedience. You cannot have faith without works. And the works of faith is obedience. That is the works of faith. Obey what you are told. Had Naaman gone to Abana and Farpa and washed himself seven times, he would not have gotten his healing. And so also, so also with us. If we do not obey to the letter exactly what the Lord says, you cannot expect to get the promised blessing. A second lesson is that in order to get this cleansing of our sins, we are to obey God even when we don't understand the reason behind his requirements. Unless we obey in simple faith and trust, we cannot be cleansed. Now, this second lesson is like the first. We've learned that we must obey because faith, obedience and faith goes together. But now I'm saying that that obedience must come not necessarily from your sense of reasoning, but the faith here. Faith and reason are not the same thing. Where reason fails, faith has to move on. You must not understand everything the Lord says you should do before you do it. If you are waiting to understand, then that is not necessarily faith. Not that reason doesn't go with faith, it does go, but it's not all the time that you can understand what the Lord is saying you should do. You cannot understand how it is that prayer, Bible study, and many other things the Lord said we should do gives us victory over sin. Any more than Naaman could not understand why Abana and Fapa wouldn't be the river, but rather it was Jordan that was a river that was he was told to dip himself in that would give him the cleansing. So when we don't understand the reason behind God's requirements, we must obey. Unless we obey in simple faith, we cannot get the victory. If we are capable of understanding all that God says, we will cease to obey. You know, there are some thinking that they now understand the reason why God said one thing or the other. For example, some people have come to the point where they feel, "Mm, I understand why God said we shouldn't eat unclean food. I understand why he said we shouldn't eat this or eat that. So I know a way to avoid the consequences that comes from doing that thing he said we should not do. So what do they do? Since they can now see the reason behind what God said they should do, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it leads many to disobedience. Oh, I know that God said we shouldn't take this poisonous food. Okay, after I take it, I know also that charcoal will help to remove the poison. So I'll take it and then I'll take poison. After all, my taste would have been gratified when I'm done and I could also uh, remove the poison. So I have gratified my taste and then I'm avoiding the consequences. Is that obedience? No. Why is the person doing this? Because they think that they understand fully the reason behind God's commandments. But I tell you, 
Even when we have reasons behind what God said we should do, do not think that you understand the reason fully. There is much more to what God says than what you can understand. Reading from Conflict and Courage, page 226, paragraph 6, we are told, When the Lord gives a work to be done, let not men stop to inquire into the reasonableness of the command or the probable result of their efforts to obey. End of quote. So there are some who, when they are told to change their diet, for example, in order to lose some weight, would rather want to jog and exercise the fat away. I see them. You go out in the morning on the streets and I see lots of people who are overweight and I have pity on them. I'm not mocking them by any means. I know and understand how it feels. It's not nice. It brings diseases and it's not about the looks now and saying, oh, this person doesn't look attractive. No, that's not the point. It's about the health. It's about the health. And they suffer. You see them pant. You see them, they can't do the basic things that those who are agile can do and it's actually pitiful and they jog and they jog you know when you tell them now some of them not all tell them a change of diet will do all this work for you without you even jogging all these things you're doing and they will not want to do it they would rather want to jog you see this is just like these people are like um, Naaman expecting Elisha to do some hard and complicated stuff rather than the simple remedy of dipping in Jordan and then there are others who, when they are given simple natural remedies, they will despise it and they will want to take more expensive drugs with names and ingredients that they cannot pronounce. They want a classy treatment in a more prestigious location. You know how Neymar wanted to go to Abana and Fapa, beautified with groves and all those uh, idols and it's not humiliating to go there. You see, this is just what Neymar did and that's how many people do today. When you give them the simple natural remedies and they look at it like Neymar, are there not other drugs for me to take? Please give me something better. And then when you tell them, instead of you just doing all this jogging and panting and why don't you just change your diet? And they look at it like, what are you saying? What's the sense in this thing you are saying? It doesn't make sense to me. Oh, God wants to teach us a lesson that it doesn't have to make sense to you. Obey what he says. But this also merges with another lesson for us. That God was trying to teach the lesson of humbly following the laws of nature and the healing properties in nature. What did Naaman tell Eli, uh, the servant that the messenger that brought that message to him from Elisha. Elisha didn't see him face to face. Elisha just told him, the messenger, tell Naaman, go and wash in Jordan seven times. And he was offended. And if you listen to his words, he said that he thought that Naaman will come and do a miracle. He thought that Elisha will come and do a miracle. In his own words, he said, I thought, read as 2 Kings chapter 5 from verse 11. He says, I thought he will surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. So, Naaman was expecting one mighty miracle, but he was disappointed that that wasn't what happened. Okay, reading from Bible Commentary, Volume 7, page 938, we are told, God's miracles do not always bear the outward semblance of miracles. Often, they are brought about in a way which looks like the natural course of events. When we pray for the sick, we also work for them. We answer our own prayers by using the remedies within our reach. Water, wisely applied, is a most powerful remedy. As it is used intelligently, favorable results are seen. 
God has given us intelligence and he desires us to make the most of his health-giving blessings. We ask that God will give bread to the hungry. We are then to act as his helping hand in relieving hunger. We are to use every blessing God has placed within our reach for the deliverance of those in danger. Natural means used in accordance with God's will bring about supernatural results. We ask for a miracle and the Lord directs the mind to some simple remedy. We ask to be kept from the pestilence that walketh in darkness that is stalking with such power through the world. We are then to cooperate with God, observing the laws of health and life. Having done all that we possibly can, we are to keep asking in faith for health and strength. We are to eat that food which will preserve the health of the body. God gives us no encouragement that he will do for us what we can do for ourselves. Natural laws are to be obeyed. We are not to fail of doing our part. God says to us, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We cannot disregard the laws of nature without disregarding the laws of God. We cannot expect the Lord to work a miracle for us while we neglect the simple remedies he has provided for our use, which aptly and opportunely applied will bring about a miraculous result. Therefore, pray, believe, and work. End of quote. So what am I promoting here? I am promoting what the Lord is promoting, the use of simple natural remedies, natural means to bring about health in our bodies. Many times, like I was saying about Naaman, these things are used. Look at diseases like the ones that are plaguing the world now, the cardiovascular diseases that come in various forms, whether it is leading to the clogging of the arteries that brings about stroke and that brings about arthritis or brings about uh, heart diseases, hypertension, heart failures and all the pangs in the heart, the diseases that comes from all of this, obesity, diabetes, uh, cancer, all these diseases, they are called lifestyle diseases. In other words, they could be prevented by living a good lifestyle. And the best lifestyle you can live is to follow God's plan for man. What is God's plan? His plan is that you should be active, working, exercising the body, not by jogging all around, no, but by being active in useful labor, for example, doing house chores or gardening, farming. In doing all these things, you are moving around, your blood is flowing better than it would have if you were sitting down in one place. And in doing all of this, you are exercising the body, body is flowing and you are breathing in fresh air and as you are panting and you are doing the work you see that air is coming in by the way of course it has to be in a place and an environment that is good and while doing all of this in the open air the sun is doing a lot of work on your body bringing about healing upon you you know the sun has many healing properties just by staying under the sun it can help you to sleep well in the night i've experienced it take a walk under the sun what are you doing many things are happening as you're taking that walk your body is getting the blood flowing all over to your legs you know the legs are very far away from the heart and blood usually would find it hard to get to your legs but when you are doing that walk 
the blood the blood is flowing to the legs and all other parts of the body to the hands to the head and to the other going away from the places where it is concentrated in the chest and all those organs and then while walking you are breathing in air more than you would have when you were sitting down and then the sun if it's under the sun the sun is shining on you and for just a moment you are receiving a lot of blessings in just that walk now added to that eat the right kind of food because that walk would not stop the diseases that comes from eating the wrong kind of food plant-based diet that the lord made for us genesis 1 29 that was god's plan for us from the onset it has healing properties plant heals animal-based diet kills when you follow all of this now added add to that the trust in the lord like we said having done all you can therefore you pray you believe and you work just just this simple thing without taking one drug not even a herb you are getting well but if somebody is sick or you are putting yourself in a good condition to be in good health but if you even get sick what do you do i do not say that the drugs in and of themselves don't have their place but because they have effects in us that cause other diseases while they are trying to heal another is why they are not the best for us the best is to use natural means that will not be giving you disease while it is curing another. That's the difference between these simple natural remedies and the drugs. Reading from Second Selected Messages, page 294, paragraph 1 and 2, it says, The Lord has given some simple herbs of the field that at times are beneficial. And if every family were educated in how to use these herbs in case of sickness, much suffering might be prevented and no doctor need be called these old-fashioned simple herbs used intelligently would have recovered many sick who have died using drug medication do you know i'll go continue the reading soon do you know that prescribed medication check what i'm saying i know at least in some four years before i don't know of today while i speak but i'm sure it is still in the top 10 but as of four years ago five years ago prescribed medication was the number four cause of death in the world prescribed medication i'm not talking of drugs that people took for themselves the ones that doctors prescribed it has killed many and it is in the top five killers in the world do you understand that simple natural herbs won't do that i know many people who go to take these drugs and you find out they'll say oh i'm taking it all well but you find out that just give them some time and their health starts to deteriorate and some even die it's better to take care of ourselves than to get sick but when we do get sick better to use the simple natural remedies herbs and also hydrotherapy the use of water to bring about healing i cannot go through all the ways this is done there's the way you can use the properties of water whether it is cold water hot water placed in certain locations whether it's a hot food bath the steam bath or the fermentation on the chest depending on the kind of disease this is not a health a full health lecture but you can go and research on all of this and water can be used to cure many diseases another thing is charcoal second selected messages page 294 paragraph 2 says one of the most beneficial remedies is pulverized charcoal we call it activated charcoal i'm just saying that continue the reading it says pulverized charcoal placed in a bag and used in fermentations this is a most successful remedy if wet in smart weed boiled it is still better I have ordered this in cases where the sick were suffering great pain and when it has been confided to me by the physician that he thought it was the last before the close of life then i suggested the charcoal 
and the patient slept. The turning point came and recovery was the result. Two students when injured with bruised hands and suffering the inflammation. I have prescribed this simple remedy with perfect success. The poison of inflammation was overcome. The pain removed and healing went on rapidly. The most severe inflammation of the eyes will be relieved by a poultice of charcoal put in a bag and dipped in hot or cold water as will best suit the case. This works like a charm." End of quote. You can go and make more research on that for yourself. Now, let us see how these lessons we have learned now, lesson on faith and obedience and also not checking the reasonableness. Just do what the Lord has said even if it doesn't sound reasonable to you, not just in getting good health. But we are looking at this for our own salvation, deliverance from sin, and then following natural remedies. Let us look at how these apply to us in our great purpose of life. You know, we were created in the image of God and because of sin, we lost that image. The time of probation granted us now is to be used to develop characters fit for heaven, characters in the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we see in ourselves sinful traits of character. Like Naaman, many of us are polluted and filled with sin. We have struggled over and over and find ourselves weak and unable to stand firm. Our souls are dead in sin and in trespasses and we cry for help. We are like Naaman. There was another incident where Jesus healed a leper and I want to draw the lessons from there to make us understand how we can apply this spiritually. Reading from Ministry of Healing page 70 and 71 it says, When this man came to Jesus as a leper, he was full of leprosy. Its deadly poison permeated his whole body. The disciples sought to prevent their master from touching him, for he who touched a leper became, him, became himself unclean. But in laying his hand upon the leper, Jesus received no defilement. The leprosy was cleansed, thus it is, with the leprosy of sin, deep-rooted, deadly, impossible to be cleansed by human power. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot, even unto the head, there is no soundness in it. But wounds and bruises and putrefying sores, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. But Jesus, coming to dwell in humanity, receives no pollution. His presence was healing virtue for the sinner. Whoever will fall at his feet, saying in faith, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean, shall hear the answer, I will be thou clean. Amen. In some instances of healing, Jesus did not at once grant the blessing sought. But in the case of leprosy, no sooner was the appeal made than it was granted. When we pray for earthly blessings, that's material things, job and all those kind of things, husband, wife, the answer to our prayer may be delayed or God may give us something other than we ask. But not so when we ask for deliverance from sin. Amen. It is His will to cleanse us from sin, to make us His children and to enable us to live a holy life. Christ gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father. Galatians chapter 1 verse 4. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14 and 15. 
Jesus looked upon the distressed and heart burdened those whose hopes were blighted and who with earthly joys were seeking to quiet the longing of the soul and he invited all to find rest in him. Amen. End of quote. You see, but in order for us to be free from sin, the Lord tells us like he told Naaman to do simple things. Also, this simple exercise that we do will bring about the healing of our sin-sick soul. If we do not do these things diligently, we cannot be free from sin. So let us look at the things that are the deeping of Naaman in Jordan seven times. And let us see how we can dip ourselves also seven times today. Are you struggling with sin? Do you have something in your life? Envy, jealousy, hatred, it's like the leprosy of sin in Naaman's life. Let us listen carefully now as to how we can dip ourselves and get the victory. The first thing like we have just finished reading is that we must believe in the Savior Jesus Christ. There must be in our hearts that conviction, that knowledge that in this man is the source of my healing. There should be no doubt. You must know that I cannot get the victory of myself, that there is only one person whom I know that if I can just get to him and if he can just speak the word if he can give me that touch i will be healed believing it not i'm not saying obedience now i'm just talking of in the mind convincing yourself and coming to that conclusion that jesus has the power that is the first thing you know Naaman struggled with that he struggled he, he first of all believed but when he was told what to do he was a there was a problem when the, the the maid told him there is a man that can do it he believed he wanted to go and try it but when he was now told what to do that was where he had a problem but so let us start like Naaman started believe that you can get the victory now the next thing after believing you must obey what you are told to do god is not telling us that to get the victory we should go and do some scientific experiment on ourselves and change this and change that you know there's so much technology coming out now crispr crispr claims that they can do something to a change of our dna that will bring about a change of character you don't need jesus you just need crispr crispr will change the dna and then you'll become what you want to be and then some are claiming that oh people are struggling with idolatry with adultery or fornication religion has not been able to solve the problem we have the power now we can alter the human mind and create human beings in new image and do some intelligent designing and we can solve the problem of sin in people's lives without jesus that's what they are saying and if you are like Naaman at first you might say i want abana and fapa i want crispr i want that intelligent design that will change me but it won't work don't bother trying it let us do the simple things the lord has told us to do now let us look at these simple things we have seen the first thing believe that's the first dipping of yourself in the water the second and third thing is look from the words of jesus not my words just listen to jesus matthew 26 verse 41 watch and pray that you enter not into temptation so what are the two things we should do now dip yourself two more times watch and pray what does this mean watching involves a study of god's words to know his requirements and to understand the snares of satan we shouldn't be ignorant of satan's devices watching involves scripture memorization and also meditating on the passages that you have memorized in the hour of temptation these passages memorized are then brought to our memory to give us grace and remind us of our commitments but this reminder is not going to save you you now need to go to the next thing when you are reminded because you studied about this thing and the temptation has come and the holy spirit has brought it back to your mind you don't stop there you have to go to the next step dip yourself one more time in the water by praying 
prayer asks for strength from the Lord and the Lord then supplies the grace that will help you. Psalms 119 verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And this combination of watching and praying with the word of God in the heart, meditating upon it and praying to the Lord for strength, you have dipped yourself in the water and you can get the victory. Another thing we do to dip ourselves in the water is found in Romans 13 verse 12 that says, The night is far spent. That's verse 12 to 14. It says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. So this is one thing you must do. Remove from yourself anything that is tempting you. Cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Replace it. I'll talk about what that means. Going on, it says, Let us walk honestly as in the day not in rioting and drunkenness, so these are telling you clearly what you should not do, no rioting, no drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust thereof. Do you see now? It is not enough for you to watch and pray. Trust me, I know, I tell you, it is not enough. You can, do you know you can be studying your Bible right now? and also be watching a movie or listening to a music that is ungodly? You are watching, but you have made provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. You can be praying and sinning at the same time. As you are praying, your mind is going to a place that is not good. Or you put something around you while you are praying that is a temptation to you. Your watching and praying will not save you if you don't dip yourself one more time by removing the things, casting off the works of darkness. If while watching we are not careful enough to place ourselves in a more favorable condition where we do not invite temptation, we will still fall into sin. We must place ourselves where we can have a pure moral atmosphere. The music, the movies, the games, the books that suggest impure thoughts, the friends, these must be put away which leads us to the fifth thing that we can do to dip ourselves in the water. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 33, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. So, perhaps, you have put away from yourself. You have put yourself away from yourself all the things that would make provision for your flesh to fulfill its lust. But then, there are some things that are not in your power to control. Perhaps there's someone around you. You can't put person away. Your, your colleague, your friend, or you go to a bank and they're playing something on the TV that is not good. Or you go to any place at all and the billboards on the road. All these things are communicating to us. Now we must do a work for ourselves. Turn our eyes away from it. Psalm 101 verse 3 says, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave unto me. And then you must shut your ears from hearing the evil that is not within your control to play it. So, having done the first four things that I said, believe in Jesus, watch, pray, and then make no provision for the first flesh full is lost, then you must still do another work for the temptations without that the devil brings to you. You know, the you, no matter how you try to create a more a pure moral atmosphere, it is possible that there are things that will still invite you to communicate with them that will bring evil into your life. We are told, set no wicked thing before your eyes. Shut your ears, close your eyes. Another thing we are told, to dip yourself a sixth time into the water, Matthew 5, verse 29 and 30. And if thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it out from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it off from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not the whole body be cast into hell. How is this different from what I have been saying? 
Now, look at what Jesus is mentioning here. He's not saying cast off the works of darkness. The previous thing we said, cast off the works of darkness. Those are evil things. But this is talking about good things. Jesus is saying your right hand and your eye. Your eye and your right hand are not works of darkness. They are good. But you have to go a step further. When you realize I've dipped myself five times and I'm still struggling, and maybe it's because of my phone, and my phone is not a work of darkness, neither is my laptop a work of darkness, the internet is not a work of darkness, but it contains many things that are dark, and it can help me to go into sin more and more. My hand is not a bad thing, neither is my eyes, but then the more I keep uh, using it, it's, it may be that I cannot control it the way I want. Jesus says, better to cut off that hand than to have it and go into hell. You must take your faith a step further to make some radical decisions. When you realize that I've dipped myself five times and I'm still unclean, you must take this radical decision. It may be a friend, a wife, or husband, or child. It may be your best friend. It may be your job. And because other people can control themselves while going to that job and they're not seeing it, it may be your location that you are in. The location itself in and of itself may not be bad, but because of the weakness of your flesh, something around you keeps making you to fall. You must cut off your right hand or your eye. Make that decision to cut it off from you and save yourself. And finally, but not less important, is this matter of health reform, your diet. When you see you struggle with sin, you have to consider your diet. Many people do not understand that the food they put into their mouth can stimulate them into sin. The flesh-based diet does that. And many other stimulating things like the sugar, the soft drinks that contain sugar, and any other thing that contains sugar have a way of lowering our guard and breaking down resolve to continue in a path that you have chosen. Especially for those who struggle with addictions, especially addictions like sexual addiction, alcohol addiction, they don't know that many foods they eat stimulate them to go back into those characters, especially the flesh foods, pepper, taking of pepper, sugar, all these things are just precursor to going into deeper sins like the sexual sin and also alcoholism. You must check your diet and eat things that will not stimulate. And what is that? The plant-based diet. And not just eating it alone, but eating moderately. Don't overeat. And not just don't overeat, eat at the right time, not injudiciously. Let it be well calculated. Don't overeat. Two times a day is enough for many people. Let If you even must eat three times, don't eat late at night. Sleep well in the night. It's not just food now. Temperate living is what I'm saying. And I've talked about that earlier. That temperate living that I mentioned about sunlight, air and all of that, it doesn't just help you to remain in good physical health because a good physical body is in a better condition to resist temptation. It also helps you to be in good spiritual health. So everything I mentioned earlier, the sunlight, the air, the walk in the in the garden, the work in the farm, the garden, all those, all those things, the diet, they all help to give you an edge to resist temptation and to be cleansed. Oh, brothers and sisters, the Lord wants to cleanse us the way he cleansed Naaman. And I wish myself that I will be cleansed. All this that I have said now is in summary what Jesus said in the book of John 15. Reading from verse 1. Abide in me and I in you. When we read from verse 5 downward, he talked about how if we abide in him, we will ask whatever we will and to be given to us. First John chapter 3 verse 6 says, Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. This is what it means to abide in Christ, to dip yourself seven times 
remain with him and receive the cleansing. Ministry of Healing, page 84, paragraph 4 and down to 85 says in conclusion, By sin we have been severed from the life of God. Our souls are palsied. Of ourselves we are no more capable of living a holy life than was the impotent man capable of walking. Many realize their helplessness, they are longing for that spiritual life which will bring them into harmony with God and are striving to obtain it, but in vain, in despair they cry, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? Romans 7 verse 24 Let these desponding, struggling ones look up. The Savior is bending over the purchase of his blood. That is you. The Savior is bending over you and me, saying, Will thou be made whole? He bids you arise in health and peace. Do not wait to feel that you are made whole. Believe the Savior's word. Put your will on the side of Christ. Will to serve him. And in acting upon his word, you will receive strength. Whatever may be the evil practice, the master passion which through long indulgence binds both soul and body, Christ is able and longs to deliver. He will impart life to the soul that is dead in trespasses. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1. He will set free the captive that is held by weakness and misfortune and the chains of sin. The sense of sin has poisoned the springs of life, but Christ says, I will take your sins. I will give you peace. I have bought you with my blood. You are mine. My grace shall strengthen your weakened will. Your remorse for sin I will remove. When temptations assail you, when care and perplexity surround you, when depressed and discouraged, you are ready to yield to despair. Look to Jesus, and the darkness that encompasses you will be dispelled by the bright shining of his presence. When sin struggles for the mastery in your soul and burdens the conscience, look to the Savior. His grace is sufficient to subdue sin. Let your grateful heart, trembling with uncertainty, turn to him. Lay hold on the hope set before you. Christ waits to adopt you into his family. His strength will help your weakness. He will lead you step by step. Place your hand in his and let him guide you. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Father in heaven, I pray that these words will be healing to my soul and to the soul of all who are listening. May these moments we have spent with you now be a beginning in our lives that we may rise up from that river as we practice the things you've told us to do, fresh like a little child, clean from our sins. Forgive us our sins, dear Lord, and give us a new page in our books that it may be clean, Lord, with no evil record. And help us, Lord, that on the record books that we will not stain it with any other sin, but that by your grace we will receive strength to overcome and continue to be victorious. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. I was